Hello, my name is Katie, and I'm an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. And if you'd like more information and inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. Whenever I go on trips um, with my mom, we travel together sometimes. It was... For my 30th birthday, it was her first time going to Europe, and we went to Paris together, and we've done a couple other little trips as well. And she calls me her travel agent. She's not big on making decisions, but I love making decisions, and she says that she's always really impressed with the places that I choose because we're both a little bit on the picky side. You know, if we're going to be spending money on a place to stay and a trip, we want all the aspects of it to be really thought out and we like being comfortable. And I don't think that's all so much to ask. So I came up with this idea. I'm calling it my around the world list where I choose one city, one location in countries around the world where I think it would be an amazing place to elope. And more specifically, I've chosen a place to stay in each of those cities and countries. So when I first came up with this idea, this thought, I originally wanted to do it with all 195 countries in the world. (laughs) So I was going to pick one city that I would choose to elope in for each country in the world. But then I realized if I talked even just one minute per country, that would be 195 minutes. That's over three hours. And that would be a little bit extensive. And as it turns out, it took me a pretty long time just to come up with this list of 25. So on this list of 25, some of the places I've been to Some of them I would just like to visit. And some are obvious choices, you know, Paris, France, kind of an obvious choice, but some of them are not. Some of them are a little bit more unique and maybe not what you would expect. Even if you don't end up eloping, maybe one of these places can be somewhere where you go on a honeymoon or just on a great travel trip in general. My favorite places to search for hotels, well, I used two main sources for finding these places in the world. One is called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's a free membership site, basically, but they have excellent taste in curating hotels. They call themselves the travel club for hotel lovers. I am not affiliated with them at all, but I just really, really love their website. I think that if you search through travel platforms like TripAdvisor or Expedia, you have to really dig through to find like a nice place to stay. There are definitely good places on there, but you have to sift through some not so great places. But with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which really reminds me of that Brad Pitt movie, with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they have curated things so well where literally I click on this place, this place, and I would want to stay there. I also used Condé Nast Traveler, and I think that they also have some really great travel guides, and the writing on these websites is also really good. Paints a nice picture of what this place is, and not only the place, but the location and the city and the kinds of things that you can do in that place. As for the pricing, I am usually drawn to, I mean, pricing is kind of relative, but I'm usually drawn to more like 
affordable places. Now, if this is a special occasion, which it is, like, you know, you're getting married, maybe you want to splurge a little bit and you're open to a little bit of a higher price point. On average, these are like around 300 a night. Some of them are way under that. Some of them, I think, went up to $700 a night, which I realize is more than a lot of people would want to spend but if it's just for a few nights like I said on your honeymoon or this very special occasion maybe you're willing to go up to that higher price point but all the prices are listed on the websites and I'm sure they go up and down depending on the seasons I'm so excited to start okay so I'm going to name the country and then I'm going to name the city and then I'm going to name the place where I recommend you stay. We're going to start out here in North America in the good old USA. So this was difficult because obviously there's a million different directions I could go in the United States as far as places to elope. I mean, there's a lot of cool cities in the United States. But I went with New Orleans, the Ace Hotel, I have stayed there. It's awesome. The lobby and the whole decor of the place is just really moody and stylish. And I think it kind of has that Southern New Orleans vibe. You can call it hipster, if you will. Stay there. Prance around the French Quarter in your wedding outfits. There's live music in the streets. There's so much great energy. And that is my pick for the USA. We're moving on down to Mexico. If you want to get married in Mexico, I suggest that you go to Los Cabos and you stay at the Viceroy. Now, have you ever seen pictures of this place? It is amazing. It's modern. There's water everywhere. You absolutely have to check out their website and look through the pictures because you'll be blown away. From their website, this is how they describe it, just to paint a little bit of picture, just to paint a bit of a picture. On the Sea of Cortez in Baja, California, at the edge of the horizon, a modern dreamscape promises anything but the predictable. Immerse yourself in the recently fully renovated Viceroy Los Cabos, an architecturally stunning hotel. We're moving on up to Canada. From the Mr. and Mrs. Smith website that I mentioned at the top of this episode, this is kind of a random selection, but let me just describe to you this place in Canada. The Drake Devonshire Hotel in Prince Edward County is a modern farmhouse on the shores of Lake Ontario. I'm reading this from the Mr. and Mrs. Smith website. Like any good lakeside hideaway, there are roaring fires, secluded sing-alongs, and roasted marshmallows aplenty. Go big and go for the owner's suite. It has a full glass wall facing the lake, plus a private patio and fireplace. That's the picture that I saw on their website, and it's so cozy and colorful, and you have this gorgeous view of the lake. I think this would be really good for couples who just want to relax in the outdoors and maybe enjoy camping and that kind of lifestyle on the shore, the lake shore. I'm going to hop on over to Europe now, and number four on my list of cities to elope In Italy, I've chosen a place called 
the Salcedo Wine House. And I'm like 400% sure that I'm mispronouncing that, but it's spelled S-A-L-C-H-E-T-O. And it's in a, it's in Tuscany, more specifically in a city called Montepulciano. And I went there last year and I'm dying to go back. It's rare where I want to you know, go back to a place that I've already visited because there's so many new places that I want to go. But I think this would be such a gorgeous place to elope or have a really small wedding. The decor has a lot of natural materials, white linens, it's very airy, and it's eco-friendly. And so they have an on-site cellar tour. They make the wine at the at the hotel and they have a whole cellar. It's very interesting. I went to several vineyard tours and this one really stood out because they are, have a very sustainable approach. The wine was delicious. You can also dine in their private dining room where the chef is right there in the kitchen talking to you, making your food, and you're just in this gorgeous dining room it's, I say gorgeous, but that's not very descriptive. It's, how do I describe this decor? It definitely had like a relaxed Tuscan vibe, lots of woods and natural materials. And oh, there's a wood burning cedar hot tub outside. I'd never been in one of these before, but it's, it's lined with cedar wood. And somebody actually comes around and puts wood in the burning the wood from the fire is what is heating the water and they do that they come around with the wood every day and you go out there and soak in the hot tub with the stars above you and it's amazing so if you're into wine tasting the Tuscan countryside reading a book outside with the breeze this is your place moving on to England If you are thinking of eloping in England, I would choose the Cotswolds. Now, London is actually my favorite city in the world. So if you like cities, maybe London is the place. And if you go to Mr. and Mrs. Smith.com, actually, I'm going to link my wish list. I've created a list of a bunch of places and there's some London ones on there, but Ultimately, this little part of the English countryside won me over. So in the Cotswolds, there's a place called the Rectory Hotel. It does say that the rates usually include a generous buffet breakfast featuring homemade granola, muesli, toast, cereals, fruit salad, creme fraiche. Is that how you say that word? And yogurts. You should wed in the Cotswolds if you're into botanical gardens make sure you check out the Hid Hidcote Garden in Chipping Camden it is a magical land of flowers and pretty buildings and fountains if you're into cozy pubs like the ones from the movies farms nature and really old houses moving right along to number six on the list the Netherlands. I'm choosing Amsterdam and I'm choosing a place called the Conservatorium Hotel. It's in the center of the museum district. And once again, from Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm going to read their description because, oh my gosh, I need these people to write my blog copy. 
part 19th century landmark, part 21st century architectural showcase, Amsterdam's luxurious but laid-back conservatorium hotel houses a top-tier restaurant and hip holistic spa. Austerely seductive suites make for indulgent romantic breaks and its location is perfect for city strolling. You should consider eloping in Amsterdam if you're into museums and city life. You can frolic along shore the canals and take pictures in your wedding ensemble. Number seven, Ireland, County Meath, the Blinter House. This is a gorgeous mansion turned hotel and it's less than an hour's drive from Dublin, but it's been given a thoroughly modern makeover and they now describe it as contemporary luxe. My gosh, the decor at this place is so rad. I can't even express the pictures at this place. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's at least the room I'm looking at is like very dark kind of moody decor. So the walls are really dark blue. There's a fireplace in the room. There's a lot of really interesting patterns and mismatched furniture. They have a place called the Bathhouse Spa, which is in the ruins. And all treatments use organic seaweed-based products. The signature seaweed baths are a house specialty. And guests can also choose from a range of classic massages, facials, and seaweed body wraps. Indulge in a hydrating Cleopatra milk and honey bath. Yes, please. Oh my gosh, I'm going here. Number eight, Portugal. I really wanted to choose Sintra as the elopement spot in Portugal. However, I couldn't find a hotel that passed the Katie test that I was really in love with. So I'd suggest staying in Lisbon, but definitely going to Sintra. So it's just a short train right away. In Lisbon, I'd recommend that you stay at the Lisboans. And what it is, I found this one on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Lisboans consist of 15 self-catering apartments with prime city views, Portuguese flair, and an enviable location. So this is kind of nice because they are apartments where you have a little kitchen and you can prep your own meals if you like to do that. So you get on the train, you go to Sintra, and the place that I'm suggesting is part of the Park and National Palace of Pena. Leading up to the palace, I went here last year. Leading up to the palace, there's this very large park, but it's kind of almost like a botanical garden because it's just so lush with all different types of plants and there's a greenhouse in there and there's water and it's basically a magical enchanted forest. And I think it would be so fun to walk around in there all dressed up on your wedding day. I don't know if it's possible to elope inside, but it was so expansive that I think that there's a lot of privacy in there if you find a really pretty little nook. I would have to check if that's actually allowed, but in any event, you should definitely go and check out the National Palace of Pena and the park that surrounds it. We're going to Switzerland now. It's number nine on my list of 25 places to elope in the world, and there is a place called Casse Caminata in the Swiss Alps of Switzerland. I found this information on Condé Nast Traveler. They say Casse Caminata is the new guest house and restaurant at the three Michelin-starred Castle Hotel, one of the world's 50 best restaurants run by Swiss chef 
Andreas Caminata. It's housed in the castle's formal, former stables. The look of this place is exposed wood everywhere. It's very snug, loft-like rooms where there's beams, exposed beams, and balconies with views of the medieval courtyard, and you're surrounded by mountains, chairs designed for reading with a glass of wine. The beds are large and dressed in high-quality Italian linens. I'm sold. This description just completely sold me. Uh, I think this is a great choice if you're into hiking, skiing, and some good cuisine. As they say, it attracts a crowd of European foodies and hikers. We're moving on to the Czech Republic, and my choice for the Czech Republic is Prague. And I'm going to suggest that you stay at the Four Seasons if you want to elope in Prague. Now, usually, I'm drawn to more of a boutique hotel experience, something a bit more quaint. However, my mom and I have this thing where wherever we go, we have a drink at the Four Seasons. The Four Seasons are always so beautifully decorated. Their fresh flower arrangements are stunning in every single location I've been to. And you feel like you're splurging, and it feels nice. I checked out the rates at the Four Seasons in Prague, and compared to some of the other Four Seasons around the world, I think it's pretty affordable. So if you've been thinking about staying at the Four Seasons for your wedding or your honeymoon or something related to those two events, then Prague might be the place. Moving on to a new country, we're going to Denmark now. If you've been thinking of eloping in Denmark, I'd choose Copenhagen, and there's a place called the Nobis Hotel in Copenhagen. Back to my friends over at Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Love this website, I'm telling you. Their description of this hotel is seeking flawless Scandinavian style in an elegant historic city stay, stick to the Nobis Hotel Copenhagen straight at the top of your wish list with its first class service, suave restaurant, and unbeatable location opposite the Tivoli Gardens. Nobis is the hotel of your Scandi design dreams. At breakfast, park yourself as close to the buffet as possible. The food is just that good. They had me at buffet and breakfast, honestly. And I think this is good if you're into exploring a city by foot or bike. Okay, we're moving on to number 12 on this list. Can you imagine if I would have done this for every country in the world? (laughs) That was a really ambitious idea. Number 12 is Greece. If you're going to go to Greece, then you might as well go to Santorini. On Santorini's southeast side... It's an island, by the way. I've never been. Would like to go. The Astoria Hotel. I chose this particular hotel because it's in a quieter part of the island. So if you want to avoid some of the crowds of Santorini, this could be your place. If you're into jet skiing, horseback riding, black sand beaches, and world-class views, then the Astoria Hotel in Santorini, Greece could be the place for you. Moving on to France. In France, no surprise here, I had to go with Paris. I mean, it's pretty romantic. I am recommending Hotel Providence. I stayed there for my birthday and I found it to be just a really cute, cozy boutique hotel and they have a really good restaurant and cafe downstairs. And it's between the 3rd and 10th 
um, areas. I'm just going to call them areas because I do not know how to pronounce that word that describes the different neighborhoods in France. Moving on to the next country, we're going to Sweden. And there's a place in northern Sweden called the Tree Hotel. And what you would do is you'd fly into Stockholm and then you would take another mini flight up to Lulea. The Tree Hotel is a magical place. There are different designed little cabins that are literally elevated up in the trees. There's one that is a mirror cube looking thing that on the sides reflects all the nature and the trees around it. There's another one that looks like a bird's nest. They all have a different look. And I've seen pictures of this place in the winter, which I think would be gorgeous, or in the summer if you prefer. But There's a lot of, on their website, on the Tree Hotel's website, there's a lot of activities. I like when hotels list some local activities and things you can do in the region. One of which is yoga on ice, followed by a sauna and a snow bath. I don't even know what a snow bath is, but it sounds great. There's forest hikes, and then of course if you're there during the right time of year, you can see the northern lights. Moving on to number 14, Hungary. I'm going to go with Budapest, and there's a place called the Brody House in Budapest. Now, I think Budapest is an interesting city. It's not one that you hear a lot of people being on the top of a lot of people's travel wish list, but that's why I like it because it's a little bit unique. And I've actually read that Budapest is one of the most affordable places to travel in Europe. The Brody House has light-filled rooms that double as mini art galleries and it's described as a feast for the senses and it's popular within the city's art scene. Budapest, Hungary wraps up my European picks. We're going to hop down to Morocco and in Marrakesh there is a hotel called Riyadh de Tarabelle. So it's described as unpretentious elegance. It's it definitely has a boutique sort of heirloom vibe to it. It's the the owner's family chateau. Kind of has French accents and it's dotted with bamboo, cedar and rattan furniture. Lots of white and really cool patterned tiles, which is what I think of when I think of Morocco. So this hotel is right in the heart of Medina. I don't know too much about Morocco um, besides the fact that I want to go and this hotel is beautiful. So moving on down to South Africa. This place in South Africa might be one of my favorites on the whole list. We're going to Cape Town. We're staying at a place called The Outpost in Kruger National Park. On this Mr. and Mrs. Smith website that I'm obsessed with, they have an offers tab for each hotel that offers things like four nights for the price of three and little perks like that. So it's definitely worth booking through them, I think. Okay, how do I describe this? It's completely remote, so the rooms are overlooking this vast landscape with kind of a mix of mountains in the background but a lot of flat plains and lots of trees and there's a very open floor plan so you're basically 
It's like an indoor-outdoor type living situation. By looking at the pictures, it's very remote. So it's somewhere where you really want to go to retreat and get away from the hustle and bustle. I think it would be perfect for elopers who are really into remoteness and peace and quiet, some safari vibes, wildlife. The hotel offers binoculars so that you can spot some resident colorful birds. It says there's over 350 species and other wildlife like elephant, buffalo, and the Nyala antelope. Number 18 on the list, we're moving over to New Zealand and I'm recommending Queenstown. If you don't know, New Zealand is comprised of two islands, a northern and a southern island. Queenstown is on the southern island. It's kind of known as New Zealand's adventure capital. They're in the opposite season as us in the U.S., but I think you could have a really great time in the winter or the summer there. This hotel called Eichard's Hotel came up over and over again when I searched the top hotels in New Zealand. There are mountain and waterfront views and endless outdoor activities. Since we're over there in that part of the world, let's pop over to Australia. The place that I've selected to elope in Australia is close to Byron Bay. It's called Blackbird Byron, and it's a three-room retreat that has ocean views, charming owners, and a healthy disregard for the internet. Why not get away from Wi-Fi for a little while? It also says they have a magnesium mineral pool that overlooks the Pacific Ocean, like I mentioned. And it says that the location is equally soul-soothing, a majestic Molimbimbi mountain, half an hour's drive from the buzzing Byron Bay. When I look at the pictures of this hotel, it just kind of feels like quintessential Australia to me. And I like that it's close to this popular place in Australia, but it does have kind of a little bit of a relaxed retreat vibe. So excited about number 20 on the list because we're popping over to Japan. And in Japan, I'm going to suggest Kyoto as the place to elope. The hotel that I found in Kyoto is called... Hoshinoa, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It can only be accessed by a boat. Basically, you embark on the boat that will take you to Hoshinoa in Kyoto. So it begins to slowly drift along a river that once bustled with boats, which carried people as well as goods. And there's lush trees lining the river. It's described as a riverside resort of elegance, serenity, and seasonal beauty. What I love about Japan and their design principles is just the calm Zen aesthetic that they do so well. And if you go to this hotel's website, you'll see what I mean. For number 21 on the list, I chose something that might be a little bit unexpected, and that is Bhutan, the Bhutan Spirit Sanctuary in the Neifu Valley. I found this one on Condonast Traveler and It's very secluded. I seem to like those. Secluded with sweeping views of the valley below. This one is a little bit on the pricey side. I think I saw rates at about 700-ish per night. And let me tell you just a little bit about 
Bhutan, because I don't think a lot of people know too much about this country. Bhutan is one of the countries in Asia that borders the Himalayan mountains, and it's the ideal place for trekking in a beautiful landscape of sacred mountains, lush valleys, remote temples, and fortress monasteries. It's tucked between China and India at the eastern end of the Himalayan chain. Apparently, it's just 20 minutes away from the airport, but feels very removed from civilization. So this is more than just a place to stay. It's really a sanctuary and an entire experience. So on their website, it says that it is Bhutan's first well-being, inclusive, high-end sanctuary. So it sounds like, though the prices are high, that there's also a lot of things included in that price, such as classes in mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. They have traditional massage, and they have in-house traditional medicine doctors. Okay, I'm going to read their description, but it doesn't even do the pictures justice. I think if you go to the website, you'll get a better picture of what this is all about. But this is an under-the-radar find. The arrival is pure ceremony. After driving past Bhutan's ubiquitous fortresses and along a steep dirt track, you reach the large red gates of a replica. Walk through a meditation labyrinth in the courtyard across a golden bridge, which they call the gateway to heaven, then light a butter lamp and make a wish. The final set of doors open to reveal the great room with floor-to-ceiling windows that overlook an emerald green valley. I think this would be really great for couples who are into classes um, in mindfulness and, like I mentioned, yoga and meditation and really want kind of a restorative experience when they elope. Number 22 on the list is Indonesia. And if you're going to Indonesia, you might as well go to Bali. And this is a place that I actually have been and highly recommend. It's called Trinity Gardens in Ubud. It's kind of off the beaten track. It's hidden down a path that, you know, you walk through the rice fields to get there or you drive your little scooter to get there. And it's a few different rooms. I stayed in the barn, which I really recommend. And there's a pool and there's lots of lush gardens and it's very private. They have breakfast that you can get served to your room every day, which is not that unique. A lot of hotels do that, but this was very delicious, local, healthy breakfast foods that you can eat in bed. And right across, I just have to also mention a place called Cafe Pomegranate, which is one of the most unique places I've ever had a sunset meal overlooking the the rice fields. I'm hopping back over to the Americas, more specifically South America for number 23 on the list. And in Chile, I'm sure we've all heard of this place called Patagonia. I need to go here. The hotel I'm recommending is a bit of a splurge, but it's called Tierra Patagonia Hotel and Spa. And this hotel is in Chile's Torres del Paine National Park. The curved building is made completely of blonde wood and glass. I like the fact that it's eco-friendly. It says that all the food is locally sourced and the hotel is involved in a tree planting program. 
The building materials, fabrics, and furniture all come from Patagonia. It's surrounded by lake views and the rugged peaks of Patagonia. It's truly gorgeous and it is top on my list for personal travel as well as an amazing place to elope. We're getting very close to the end of the list. And while we're down in South America, I'm going to pop on over to Argentina. And in Argentina, there's a city called Mendoza. Casa de Uco is a resort that is at the tail end of Mendoza's wine route. It sits atop a vast estate where you're guaranteed unobstructed views of vines and snowy Andean peaks. And of course, the suburb Malbec, of course. It's also an eco-friendly and very modern hotel. It's designed with some concrete and steel, and it's very striking against the rural backdrop. My final pick on the list, number 25, is Belize. The hotel that I've chosen is Itzana, and it's a new hotel. Itzana is a great base camp to everything wild and wonderful in Belize. It's situated where the reef meets the rainforest. It says that you can seek jaguars in the wild or sunshine aboard a sailboat. I did not realize that Belize had jaguars, but I am instantly intrigued by that. And some other suggestions on their website include snorkeling, ziplining, or visiting a cacao farm. And with that, we've completed my top picks for cities around the world where you can elope as well as where to stay when you visit those places. I've compiled a list and links to all of these hotels on my website, runawaytogether.co slash around the world. You can also check out a full list of resources in addition to this one here at runawaytogether.co slash resources. So whether you're checking out these places for an elopement or a honeymoon or just a fun trip that you are planning with your significant other, I'd love to hear about it. You can find me on Instagram at runawaytogether.co or contact me through my website. I hope this has inspired you to run away to one of these amazing places.